Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Fuck Butch Jones. Um, welcome to the Shant Show. Post Arkansas State. Uh, I try not to swear in the first little bit, at least get a little bit into the episode before I start letting them rip. But um, no, that scumbag deserves it. Uh, Post game press conference after the hit on Grayson McCall tries to defend it. Um, talks about how his player is is of the highest character. Um, yet he was laughing and celebrating in Grayson McCall's face while he was knocked out. Uh, and while he was on the field uh, getting medical treatment. Uh, Butch Jones and that player were laughing and carrying on on the sidelines. Uh, that play is not the story of this game. Uh, this is a game that Coastal Carolina needed to win, and they did win. Um, but that play and basically the actions of Arkansas State throughout the game, the actions of this refereeing crew become what we have to talk about because it's the thing that happened in this game. Coastal Carolina goes to Jonesboro, comes away with a 27-17 win, and Coastal Carolina fans, in a winning effort, are more pissed at the referees than I've ever seen Coastal Carolina fans after a game. Um, I tweeted out after the Grayson McCall hit and a couple plays later um, that the blood uh, of this game is on the Sunbelt's hands. I still believe that. Uh, I don't know what uh, insane asylum they pulled these referees out of. Um, I don't know what deaf and blind school that they decided to to raid for referees this game, but um, they should have to speak for themselves. That referee should have to, and the video review referee should have to get behind a podium and explain to me how launching into the head of a quarterback while he's sliding is not targeting. Um. Yeah, we'll get into we'll get into that a little bit more. I don't want to make this this whole episode that one play. But it's hard to talk about anything else. It's hard to talk about um anything but that hit and the actions of Arkansas State leading up to that hit and afterwards, but we're going to try and talk about the game itself, try and talk about what happened on the field um and and make this a a semi-normal post-game episode anyways. Josh, help me out with that. What are your takeaways from this game? Just very broad, you know, Coastal Carolina gets a win. How important is that? And and what were your thoughts on the game as a whole? As a whole, it, overall, I was, I was okay, pleased with it. I wasn't swayed really one way or the other in terms of, of the overall performance of our team. This is a game that we had the ball for 37 minutes. We were never threatened in this game. Every time they scored, we had an answer. We have some things to clean up, and the offense wasn't as as potent as it could be, and there were a couple drops. There was a drop on a, a missed play where Kyrie Duplacy threw it to Jameson Tucker, and it bounced off his fingertips. So there were some things that we didn't execute on that would have made the score more lopsided. But overall, the talent discrepancy was the difference, kind of like we predicted. They never scared me that they were going to win. And we didn't play that great. We didn't play terrible. We played meh. And that's kind of what I see in the scoreboard. I mean, we covered the spread barely. 
Vegas pretty much knew what they were doing with this one. I'm not like uh, overall, I'll forget about this game in a couple of weeks. And I don't think that this really says anything about our team other than we went on the road and won in a, and we did what we had to do. But yeah, obviously now looking forward the rest of the season, the reason that we needed this win was to get to four and three, to get back to two and two in the Sun Belt, pick up our second road win, and, and then start to move forward while not looking past that game. So we took care of that. But obviously what you were talking about affects everything moving forward because I, we don't really know where it stands right now, but this is something that could even really threaten our chances to win two more games and be bowl eligible. So yeah, overall decent win. I'm not worried about that. It's, it's hard to look past what happened to Grayson McCall. Yeah, it really truly is. Like, I don't want this whole episode to be us, you know, talking about that play, but it's, it's hard to talk about the story of this game and the story of coastal Carolina's season moving forward without mentioning the fact that the best player, the Sunbelt has ever seen period, bar none, was knocked unconscious in the middle of the game. That's a moment that will forever define this game and forever define what will be a rivalry between Coastal Carolina and Arkansas State. Um, I don't know how Coastal Carolina cannot hate their guts at this point, but like you said, they took care of business. It was a mad performance. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was a C-plus performance, which that gets you credits in the class, but you're not valedictorian, which I think is is pretty indicative of this Coastal Carolina team. Mario, what are your takeaways from the game? Are, are you happy with this performance, or were you looking for a little bit more against a terrible Arkansas State team? I'm not happy with the performance, but I can't tell you that. I didn't expect it in a way. So my prediction, I had them destroying them. However, I also said in the last episode that I hope that they're still not on that high from the App State win. And it seems like they were. You know, it seems like for the App State game, they were very, very motivated to go and beat App State in Boone. And it just seemed like because they were Arkansas State, they played the way they've been playing the entire year. And I'm going to be honest, you know, we ended up getting the win, and I guess that's all that matters, so a win's a win. But like I said, I don't think this team is nearly where they're supposed to be. I said it in the last episode, and I'll say it right now. I was hoping that this would be the game where they can prove that they have, they're have a changed team, but they're just not, you know? I saw some good things in, in this game. I saw some bad things in this game. Again, it was just a very up-and-down game. It didn't seem like anybody really had any great momentum Besides maybe Grayson McCall, when he was in there, you know, he had himself a really good game while he was in there until obviously the hit happened. But it just seemed like we were pretty flat, you know, and I mean, it didn't seem like we took them too seriously. And I mean, Arkansas State, so I understand, but it just seemed like we were there to win. And that was all, you know, so I think the best way you explained it, we got C's. I give it a C grade, you know, and I just think that this team is further than what I thought from being that team that we expect them to be. And they just got to keep their heads down and move on to next week against Marshall. That's going to be a big test. I expect them to be motivated for that game and I expect them to go in there with a lot more urgency than they did against Arkansas State. Yeah, I think 
the one guy that was you you said it was playing well was Grayson McCall the last couple weeks obviously App State career day and then in this game I mean 24 of 28 244 yards two touchdowns no interceptions he was just getting into a stride probably I mean sixth seventh game with this offense really getting into a rhythm and I think it's going to be harder to do this episode without always coming back to it because he's what make this makes this offense go. The last two weeks, including this game, he's played. He's been the best quarterback in the Sun Belt, bar none. I mean, 24 for 28. He's dealing. Everything goes through him. Third down, we know we're getting the completion. I think he I, – I legitimately think the App State game offense starts to click. This game was more of a traditional style, like the play calls that we did see at the beginning – but I think it was working and, and we could manage the game. We held the ball all game and he was just starting to play so well. And now he's, you know, it's just, it's brutal, but yeah, I don't think that I think they were overall, everybody else was pretty flat. Um, I'd love to see Kendall Carr getting more involved. Max Balthazar got a big run four carries for 80 yards. So I like to see him getting involved too. I like that. They're using him as well. If you can provide something, let him play. So there are some some positives, some negatives, but yeah, it's Grayson was just starting to hit his stride. Yeah, I think that's the most disappointing part of all of this is that like we were looking forward to finally having this season where Grayson McCall doesn't get hurt. Like that was our number one thing this season is is Coastal Carolina can be good, they can be great, they might be even be elite, but they have to have Grayson McCall be healthy, and he just he won't be now, and and not for anything that that he did wrong not for anything that 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 you know was a fluke it was We've on been trying purpose. to get him to slide for years yeah and he finally we, slides and this is like the worst injury he's had looked on yeah. the field at least yeah well like like for years he's been one of those quarterbacks that ducks his head and tries to go for the hurdle or you know tries to gain those extra couple of yards and we all cringe when he gets absolutely laid out by the strong safety coming in and now he slides and he gets this because of some dirtbag player from Arkansas State. Um, you know, I just I don't think that that this season <laughs> this season was what Grayson McCall was expecting, but these last two games have started to look like the Grayson McCall of old. And damn it, damn it! Of course, this is when he gets hurt. Mario, you had something to add here. Yeah, he took a really hard hit. But when I went to go look back at that play, right before he slid, or right when he was going to slide, he put his hand up. And if you go look at the player who hit him, he kind of, when he goes head on, he kind of hits his head, hits his hand before even hitting his head. Now, don't get me wrong. He took that hit straight on. But I would like to think that that hand slowed down some momentum, maybe just a tiny bit. Because I feel like if, if Grayson McCall didn't put his hand up, maybe it would have hit a bigger part of that helmet and possibly would have been a worse injury. So thank God for Grayson McCall lifting up his hand right at that very last second. And thank God that the guy who went to go hit him in the head kind of hit his hand before he hit his head. Ho- hopefully that's that kind of slowed down the momentum just a little bit. Hopefully that may have been a difference from him being okay and going back to Conway versus him possibly being in the hospital for a week. I'm not sure. But I would like to think that when an object hits something else before it hits another object, it slows down. So I would like to think that's the case. But 
it, it was a really hard hit. It reminded me of uh, when Teddy Bridgewater got knocked out when he went to go slide. Oh yeah, yeah. Pointer hit him, and he got flat and knocked out flat out cold. So, and I was pretty pissed for the longest time about that hit as a Vikings fan. So, and I'm a Sean Claire fan as well. So we're always going to remember that one play where Grayson McCall got hit. But hey, look. Grayson McCall's a tough guy. You know, he's been through a bunch of injuries before. It seems like he's that type of guy that doesn't want to be out. It seems like that type of guy to just rub some dirt on and then go play the next week. That's what he wants to do. So I'm glad that not only is he out of the hospital, but he's back in Conway and he has positive spirits. Yeah, I think I think that's a big part. I, I will say this was one of the first games that I wish I had watched it on mute. The announcers for this game were such dog shit. And I know it's I know it's an ESPN plus. They're not sending their big crew, and you know Nate and Jeff get real homery for us too. But shit, man, like they were on there justifying the hit. You know they were on there covering for Arkansas State playing dirty. And the only reason I'm saying that now is because they made oh well, it's not targeting because he hit Grayson's hand first before he hit his helmet. No, it's still targeting. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter if a guy shields his face from an impact. You still aimed for his face. I do want to say one thing. I want to give credit to Coastal Carolina. This was a game that they were winning. They were. It was a game where Arkansas State was threatening, but they never felt like they were a true threat to win the game. They were in control this whole time. And even after the Grayson McCall injury, they kept their cool. They kept their composure. They kept their their foot on the neck of Arkansas State. They scored a touchdown with Jared Guest almost immediately afterwards. And they kept their cool in a situation where I, as a fan on my couch, didn't keep my cool. I looked at my fiance and I told her, I said, when when they announced that it was a late hit, half half the distance to the goal rather than targeting and he was ejected, I said, okay, well, if I'm the head coach, next play, you send out your third string punter. You line him up at slot receiver. He runs straight at number nine. Once he gets there, he takes his helmet off and takes it to the side of his knee. And that kid doesn't have a knee for the rest of his life. And that's the irrational in me. That's how much I love this team and how much I love Grayson McCall. And is that disgusting? Yeah, I hate myself that that was the thought that I had. But like... Coastal Carolina is a team that for years we've criticized their discipline. Will McC- uh, Will McDonald in particular, and this team kept its cool. Will McDonald didn't say a word. He didn't do a thing. He allowed you know, the dirty tactics of Arkansas State to speak for themselves rather than stooping to their level. And this team and, and that player specifically deserves a massive shout out for that. This is a game where Coastal Carolina could have absolutely destroyed their opponent, and they didn't. Does that worry you moving forward, Josh? Or do you think that this was just a game where Coastal Carolina was on a three-game road trip? It's been a weird schedule for now three weeks, you know, playing on a Tuesday and then having this long break. Is it just a symptom of the schedule, or or do you think this is something that maybe Coastal Carolina isn't very good and they just play down to their opponents? I think it's some of each, but I'm I'm not as worried about it because, like you said, it's a three-game road trip. We're coming off the big win against App State. And it's a game that from the eye test in my perspective, we still looked decent and a lot better than them, and, and it didn't reflect on the scoreboard. But I'm, 
I'm not as much worried about it moving forward. I do think that we do have a tendency to play to our opponents. And I think that in, in games where we have a tougher opponent, that can help us in a way. But overall, yeah, flat game. I think it's more a product of the road trip and especially ending in Jonesboro, which nobody wants to go to. So to get out of there with a win was obviously priority number one. But priority number two is keep keep everybody intact and, and keep the season rolling, not have this be a bump in the road. And even though we didn't lose, you can take away something from us that, that would still make it be that. So I think that the injury kind of prolongs that even more. And I think that we I'm not too worried with the result from just from what I saw. And I just think that we were just a couple plays away from making it winning by 20. I think that's a fair assessment. I, I also think that it's realistic to uh, remember that Arkansas State had two touchdowns taken back by penalties. Um, this was a, a a game that that was played well, but not excellent. And I think that Coastal Carolina can learn a lot from this. I think that Coastal Carolina can move forward um, and, and be – what's the word I'm looking for? They can be the team that we expect them to be now. They're not the team that we expected them to be in preseason, but they can be the team that we expect them to be now, which is good but not great, not elite. You know, scrapping wins out—that's exactly. all that matters the rest of the way. I listen. If you win by two points every game the rest of the season, you're probably in the Sun Belt Championship. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. You don't have to win by sixty like we thought you would every week. But damn, this team has a chance to really scrap out some wins and really show the toughness that they that we know that they have in them. And and I think that this is a good bounce off point for that. Mario, this was a game where nobody was really a breakout star. Nobody was, you know, threw up monster numbers except for Grayson, obviously. Who was your player of the game? Who was someone that caught your eye through through highlights and, and all that, that that you really want to shout out? Right. So, again, besides the obvious of Grayson McCall, if we had to point to anybody, I mean, shout out to Shane Bruce. You know, I mean, it wasn't a lot, four tackles, but he did have an interception. Again, we didn't get to the quarterback at all. It looks like as far as like sacking him and everything like that, but shout out to Shane Bruce for getting that one key play on defense that could have shifted momentum and everything like that. Um, Cade Hensley, you can point to him. I know he had a block kick at the end of the game, but regardless of that, it seemed like whenever we were calling Hensley, he stepped up. And I think that Cade Hensley was the guy, the kicker that we thought Liam Gray was going to be at the beginning of the season. Not saying Liam Gray again, can't be that guy, but Cade Hensley stepped up this season and has been a real clutch factor for us. And that's all I can ask for from a kicker. So I would probably say those two guys besides Grayson McCall. No, I think those are totally valid points. I'm not going to do a stats that matter review. Basically, none of them hit. <laughs> um, that's the stats that matter review. I, I think that our stats that matter are are legitimate, right? That's the, the thoughts that we have. That the, if you hit this number, Coastal Carolina will win, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that hitting that number or not hitting that number means Coastal Carolina will lose. But um, yeah, basically none of them hit. I mean, I had, you had to score on two of the first three drives. Uh, they didn't do that. They scored on one, but they did finish the half really strong, which was what I was looking for more with that stat was that Coastal Carolina has a tendency to come out flat and stay flat. 
they they came out a little slow, but they picked it up through the course of the game and, and managed to put up good points. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a victory that Coastal Carolina can look back on at the end of the season. Uh, and it's going to be a story. It's going to be, you know, a talking point that, that what happened is unacceptable. Um, that Butch Jones is a worthless piece of shit. Um, like it, it, it's, it, it is what it is, but I think this is a good jumping off point for Coastal Carolina, especially heading into homecoming against Marshall. A victory o- over the Red Wolves is a victory over the Red Wolves. Um, so like that's that's what it is. What it is. You took care of business in Jonesboro, so I think I think you you go home happy with that. Josh, do you have anything to add here, or uh, do you think we hit all the major talking points? I mean, I think we did. I think that. At face value, this feels really good to get two road wins. It's our first time getting two wins in a row since Duquesne at home and Jacksonville State at home, which even though it's Arkansas State and App State, which App State doesn't look great, but like I said, that game's always going to be close no matter what the record is. Throw records out the window. So these two bracketed wins together are much greater than the wins that we had before. So now that's the standard. You you did that, whatever. Those are freebies. Those are gimmies. Now you take a step up. Now you're looking at, you got four conference games left. You're four and three. You're two and two in Sunbelt play. You're right in the middle. You got a Marshall team coming up that is a lot like us in in some ways. Uh, Rasheen Ali is their grace and McCall and vice versa. Although I I would argue that, well, We'll talk about it in the game, but they might be equally as important to their teams. So two teams in similar situations, and I think we're in a good spot for, like you said, we can be the team now that we are now and that we are expected to be now for the rest of the season. You got a non-conference game in there, which we will talk about when we get there, but that could be interesting to see if we win a game or two here in the Sunbelt play and we're really in the race, what we do with that. But – yeah, I think we're in a good spot. Obviously, the injury to McCall is not great, and hopefully he can maybe just miss a game and be back. But you got to find a way to get a win against Marshall, and then you can talk. Then the season is kind of righted the ship, like we said, after going into the App State game. They did that. They did kind of right the ship. They they broke the streak of losses. They got right. I have a lot more faith in the play calling now. I have a lot more faith in all of the coaching staff. The defense has been forcing turnovers. You mentioned Shane Bruce did well. So did Tobias Fletcher. He got his second interception of the season in a really timely point. He kind of sealed the game with five minutes to go. Hensley's the right guy for the job moving forward. I think Liam Gray is is the more talented kicker or whatever. He was the one with four or five stars in his kicking camp. Maybe he has the range, but you need the guy that's going to make the kicks and there's we seem to end up in a lot of situations where we need to kick 35 yard field goals and early in the season we were missing them so to have that is huge the running backs are getting eight carries a game now four guys and they look good we're getting push more push on the offensive line they look a lot better even in this game like Grace McCall didn't get hurt because he got sacked he was running and he was able to stay pretty clean this whole game I think there's still some issues getting like Jared Brown the ball a little bit, but we can get there. Um, So I think that overall we're in a good spot and we just got to take it one game at a time here, one play at a time. And you just scrap out wins. A one point win every week of rest of the season gets us where we need to be. doesn't matter how we do it. We just have to do it. 
Yeah, I think that's the perfect place to end it. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter at the Shant Show X, whatever at the Shant Show on Instagram at Shant Show. Um, always super active on social media. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening uh, and share, sharing us around with your friends and family, uh, coastal alumni. We we all uh, we all very greatly appreciate that. As always, Sean's up, Firecliff Ellis. Fuck Butch Jones. <laughs>